Hi, hi, hello. hello. Welcome to Uy Que Horror, a Latin X horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Eileen. Hi, I'm Johnny. In this goofy podcast, uh, the two of us will watch a Latinx horror movie every week. Uh, we will talk about it. We will uh, see what we like, see what we don't. Very often in the horror movie world, you don't really hear about Latinx films. And so we thought we would get together and see what's up because there's a lot. You particularly have discovered just like a treasure trove of, of Latinx horror movies. And I'm so excited to discover them with you. I can't wait. I am, I, it's going to be so much fun. I literally, the research process of this, just finding movies alone has been mind boggling. So whether you're Mexico, Uruguay, Argentina, no importa, we're going to watch it. We're going to love it, hate it. Doesn't matter. It's horror. We're going to watch it, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's ugly. If it's Latin American, we're watching it. So I am a huge horror movie fan and have been since I was a little kid. Eileen, maybe not so much. I tried no. desperately in high school to be like, you need to come to the dark side. You know, there's so much to be seen. Um, I refused. We showed her all the classics. She didn't really, she wasn't feeling it. But now. Now I'm a convert. I am a. Yeah. Uh, a, a baby scream queen, if you will. I, yeah. um, I have delved into the dark pools of horror and I am thoroughly enjoying myself. So, yes, and I am uh, just so proud and so happy. Thank you. <laughs> so the two of us on this journey uh, are gonna discover so many new things, reconnect yes. with our Latinx roots because the both of us have deep-seated ones and yes. um see what our ancestors have to offer my mom is from honduras eileen's mom is from nicaragua we grew up in latin america and i particularly like my spanish has gotten so bad and like my connection to the culture has really you know i just haven't done much connecting so i'm really excited for this way back in for sure and uh, to start off this wonderful journey, we thought, okay, why not a fable that has literally been told in every single Latin American country? I think everyone has a version of this story. And not only that, there are a large amount of movies, Latin American movies that feature this story I was surprised doing my research. I was like, wow, there are so many movies about this bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the Who's only way, well, this bitch that we're going to fucking talk about today is La Llorona. Like I just said, there are so many of them. So you might be wondering which fucking one are you guys watching? The one we watched is by Jairo Bustamante. He's a Guatemalan director. It is a film from Guatemala. It was written by Jairo Bustamante and Lisandro Sanchez. Correcto, Lisandro Sanchez. And um, man, what a film. It was pretty riveted, to say the least. And I wasn't really expecting that. 
No, totally me neither. I went I in being like, this is, uh, again, this story, everybody has, uh, like, what are they, what are they going to tell us? And, yeah. whoa. So La Llorona is on Shutter, Guys, get yourself a Shutter account or a friend that has one. Jonathan Atkinson, thank you so much. Um, you can find this movie there. Um, La Llorona says here, our synopsis is, um, accused of the genocide of Mayan people, retired General Enrique is trapped in his home by massive protests. Abandoned by his staff, the indignant old man and his family must face the devastating truth of his actions and the growing sense that a wrath, supernatural force is targeting them for his crimes. Acclaimed filmmaker Jairo Bustamante presents an urgent and frightening reimagining of the iconic Latin American fable. A Shudder original! Thanks, Shudder. Thanks, Shudder. So here we go. We open with what I think is some of the creepiest sounds in the whole wide world. Being raised in a Catholic home, rosarios mm -hmm. and prayers are just everywhere. And uh, there's nothing more haunting than like a whispering of a prayer or like a... Like ASMR prayer. <laughs> yes, it's fully ASMR prayer. So I thought, I, I, I'm going to ask you, did you think this was a funeral? Yes, but it was like, she's very specifically being like, protect us, protect us. Yes. So it's like, for a funeral felt different. Because it was but like- But I also, I heard, like for me, I was like, maybe it's protect into like the heavens or like, you know, like lead this dead person. Yeah. And then right after you see this like group of women surrounded by candles praying, you cut to like a room filled with men that are saying you have to wear black, D uh, dark colors, make sure it's matte and all this stuff like, like, and so it sounds like, is this funeral-esque? Interesting, kind of a different concept, but one that they definitely get into is a room full of women mm -hmm. and then cut to fucking dudes drinking whiskey smoking in a separate room like men over here women over here can i tell you that every fucking family party that i go to that eventually happens the women move and the men move and it's like two separate rooms of mm -hmm. genders in latin america i feel like that is such a common occurrence. You know, the fact that these people are older, but you see it being like behind the Doña Carmen, I believe is her name. Like there's her daughter and then mm -hmm. there's, there's her daughter, but then behind Natalia, I believe the daughter is her daughter. Right. Sara. And so it's just like this kind of behavior gets passed down. Generational. It's yeah. generational. And also, which I think is very important is you see because the you see the women, you see the men, and then you see the sweet little indigenous woman. You see the maids going down the hallway, and they're all indigenous women. Yeah, which are the the Mayan Maya Ixil people. Yeah, and mm -hmm. um, and so I, one of the maids goes into like her quarters and lights a little candle and starts praying in Maya Maya. 
Kachikel is the indigenous language that is throughout this movie um, spoken, which I, first mm-hmm. of all, there's something about hearing indigenous Latin American voices that is very, it's very powerful to me. You know, there is something about that particular language because I believe that I actually have Mayan heritage deep like deep 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 in my roots as i believe you we both do because well. the mayans were all in honduras and in nicaragua that like i feel like it stirs something in us because it feels like there we have a connection to it yeah don't understand a lick of it but oh I, my god like, are you kidding me it's gorgeous but i'm like gorgeous. i don't know what you're saying but it's just like it it just it stirs something in us, I think. Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's so powerful. And it was so lovely to hear it throughout yeah. the movie. The other thing that I was like, how interesting that she's lighting una veladora, like one of those those glass yeah. candles that you see people yeah. usually putting in like Catholic or Christian um, religions. And she's like praying in this native language, which is just yeah. like, colonialism like girl girl and how she is praying for protection for don enrique yeah for that family it's not for her it's like proteja la familia proteja esto like like she doesn't own that it's the space she lives in so after we see um sweet valeriana is her name valeriana, valeriana. is the mm-hmm. is the head uh, made in this household, it seems. Right. Um, it cuts to like nighttime, everybody's sleeping, and el, el general, General mm-hmm. Enrique, who is like the main guy, mm-hmm. he is sleeping in bed and he w- he hears crying. Yes. And this is the first that we know of La Llorona. You know, but it was like, I was surprised because I was like, oh, we're right off the top. Right off the bat. Using this like La Llorona, she's here. This is happening. I was like, okay, yeah. here we go. We don't see her. We just hear no, crying and he's like, crying. huh, okay. So he goes into his closet and he opens it and there's like every gun on the planet because of course. <laughs> and then he mm-hmm. goes into the bathroom and the bathtub is running. The water thematics in this film... Mm-hmm. so el general goes into the bathroom the tub is running he's holding a gun he's a tiny old man he's getting close to the end no offense yes. sir but sorry sir mm-hmm. so he sma- he opens the 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 shower there's no one in there he turns off the fucking tub the minute he sit sat down on the side of the tub i was like a hand is popping up Literally had the same thought where I was like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready uh-huh. for it. But there was no hand that Nothing. was going to grab him. We cut We cut to him still exploring. Yes. So he sits down, he gets up, and he's still walking around the house because he hears this, like, gentle... It's not sobbing. It's gentle, like, weeping, which yeah. is very creepy. And, like, yes. it's a big mansion, so he's, like, walking through these hallways and like everything is dark and he goes into the kitchen and he's Mm -hmm. like looking around hearing and then he turns around and there's a woman there with long flowing hair and a fucking nightgown and he fully shoots at her 
I thought he straight up shot her because she drops. I agreed. I was like, that bitch is dead. And also, when she walked in, I was like, because because she was okay. The the like long white hair in this creepy nightgown. I was like, la llorona. She's right there. Yeah, yeah. And then so he fucking shoots her, and I was like, well, la llorona's dead. All right, that's it. (laughs) End of film. That's it, everybody. Thanks for watching. (laughs) (laughs) Our 10-minute movie where an old man shoots La Llorona. So we find out that it's he shot at his wife. That was his wife coming in. And everybody's like, oh my God, let go of the gun. Let go of the gun. Sweet little Valeriana is like holding on to him. Be like, Don Enrique, no, General, everybody. Letona comes in. Letona. I have, listen, I can't even call him Letona. First of all, because I was like, what does that make me think of? Etona. I'm very sorry. But I was like, Letona, Tetona. But also, <laughs> I find Letona quite attractive. So from here oh on out, he's, he's hot bodyguard. Hot, hot bodyguard. bodyguard. The hot bodyguard so, Letona. So so but you can also tell when, when Hot Bodyguard and Valeriana, they're like struggling with him. So immediately you're like, something's up with this something's little bad. old man. And somebody says, Será lo el, al- el Alzheimer's. Like maybe it's his Alzheimer's. Sure. And then we yeah. go to the bedroom and they have gathered the work staff, basically all yeah. indigenous people. They're, they're standing there and you hear the general's daughter, Natalia, be like, you guys, did you hear a woman crying? Did you hear a woman crying? Oh, and the other thing is when he's like struggling with the gun, he's like, los espias, the spies are in the house, the spies are in the house. So he's like freaked out. So when they're in the room and they ask the indigenous like staff, they're like, did you hear a woman crying? And they're like, nah, dude, we're chill. Like, no, bro. And then one of them in a cock, in Cachiquel, he says it was her basically they're saying to themselves uh-uh bitch we know what this is mm-hmm. um one one thing that i did particularly appreciate in this little scene which just reminded me so much of um growing up in latin america because you know we grew up having you know like maids maids in the house, in the house. and there was a because lot because we are privileged we are white looking fucking latin people absolutely and so valeriana straight up says in his face she's like oh it's because he's getting old like i found <laughs> that to be indirect sass right in his face and i was like i have seen that so many times so many I times so much like the amount of times that I kind of saw you know like whoever it was that might be working at our house just kind of give like a subtle hint of sass I was like "Ooh, that just stirred something in me so when I was growing up in Nicaragua and I uh uh we had oh my god Tena I'll never forget her she treated me like her own family and I'd always be like (laughs) Tena and she'd be like, mm-hmm. and her guacamole was just chunks of avocado, like diced 
onion, white onion, and a shit ton of lime. And then it would be like the thick Nicaraguan tortillas just like on the char. And she'd be like, and I would be sitting there and I'd be like, gracias, Tena. Like she spoiled me rotten, but at the same time, she'd be like, she was so stoic and like a tiny oh little skin and bones. Like that teeny tiny woman, I'm guaranteeing you, she was 105 years old. And yet she would move <laughs> around that house. Like oh, yeah. it was the amount of like the the stuff they have to leave behind to live in somebody else's home and like take care of them is like at the time I was like whatever I look back at it now and I'm like god what a fucking sacrifice that these people have to do for us garbage humans that are like oh I don't want to fucking mop my own floor you dumb dicks it's very shameful really this movie in particular shone a light very well on that cut to the next morning natalia and carmen doña carmen are having coffee in the kitchen yeah and there they kind of drop a little bit more like alzheimer's stuff Mm -hmm. and here it presents doña carmen like she she literally was shot at by her husband last Mm -hmm. night and she's like pobrecito tu papa and it's like Girl, girl. these excuses you're making for this crazy old man. Yeah. And also, you know, at the top of the movie, she is like done up to a T. That hair. hair. Long hair, like wrapped up, makeup done, beautiful clothes. Just, I know she's also like, she's going somewhere specific that we'll get to, but like. But like throughout the movie, she is pristine. Yes, they, she, but something specific they do that we can talk about later is they like kind of start to like make her deteriorate, deteriorate. Yeah. Is that the word? Deteriorate? Yeah, deteriorate. Very like, in like very subtle ways. And then the, the entire staff shows up and and sweet Valeriana's like, Everyone wants to quit. Right. And she, this is a part where this class system comes into play so well. Where um, Doña Carmen, okay, her her growth throughout the movie, but right now I was just like, que perra. Perra. Mira, brother, yo estaba sentada. I was like, ooh, what a cunt. She was a bitch. She's just, they're like, listen, peop- they, they want to quit. They're afraid. And she's like, you are so ungrateful. And the way that Valeriana looks at Doña Carmen, like those little teeny acts of resistance that Valeriana has, where she looks at her and she's like, I'm fucking ungrateful. She doesn't say anything. But that actress is, they're all very good. But that like, also good. little look that Valeriana gives her, damn it's so and so incredibly powerful and they and they're like oh we we gave you a house we gave you clothes we paid you we even bought you your tortillas cuando dijeron eso jonathan i swear to god i was like "Hmm." wow i was so mad when that phrase was uttered hasta te compramos tus tortillas 
fuck yeah. you, bitch. You're going to tell yeah. me you're not going to eat a goddamn tortilla? It was so demeaning and condescending. Also, it felt like a very specific way that Doña Carmen was like, I'm using your culture against you. Like, this yes. is the power I have over you. Like, in this language in this in this mm -hmm. term in this film they mm -hmm. are the white people they look like you I mean, and they, me they couldn't have picked whiter looking people oh my god I mean, it was clearly done on purpose of course but he was absolutely. like absolutely y'all you you're white as hell yeah and uh but it's also in this little scene where you know doña carmen is like you're ungrateful but valeriana is like they're scared and the way i interpret this is that they're scared of la llorona they That's what I thought too. Cuz it's not about like I don't think it's about um you know rebellion or resistance or whatever no. that kind of thing it's la llorona cuz they know she's there now. But I also yeah. think I also think it's what happens next where we discover that it wasn't a funeral, it wasn't a wake, they were getting ready for a trial. We cut to a woman that is has this veil on god that's that shot uh, was so beautiful gorgeous. it's literally the the poster well, of the film and it's kind of like the opposite from the opening where, where the opening is zoom out from doña carmen and now it's this incredibly mournful dark zoom out from this indigenous woman in her shroud and at this point before the shot went fully out, I was like, I didn't know it was a trial yet. I, I it right. was this. So she is, she's this shrouded woman, and she's speaking in Kachikel, uh, Kachikel, puta. Girl, we're trying. Kachikel, Kachikel, Kachikel. So she's speaking in Kachikel, and there's a man translating what she. <laughs> you dick. How many times did you say cack? Kachikel, Kachikel. Um, so she's giving, so she's speaking in Kachikel and this, there's an, a man's voice basically translating and yeah. she's saying they came into the mountains, they basically called, called, called us guerrilleros, they were, they killed us, they raped us, they, she's like giving testimony and as she's like delivering this monologue, that's when the camera is zooming out and you see mm -hmm. all the people sitting behind her. That's yeah. when I was like, oh, it's a fucking trial, dude. She finishes her testimony and we go to El General and he's like, I'm not guilty. This is a bunch of bullshit. Like, I am not a, I, I didn't do a genocide. So we find out yeah. that the trial is, we're on trial for General Enrique because he's being charged with crimes against humanity basically yes. it to the mayan ixil people yeah. and um and here's the thing so this movie has a lot of like very strong female points of view that i thought were very very strong and that yes. in particular a woman admitting that she's raped basically especially in latin america the undertones are you had it coming what were you wearing? Like, it's that kind of stuff. And so her saying they came into our, our land and they did, I, I went with the, the, the soldiers and they did what they wanted with me was what she said. Mm -hmm. And like, and I don't say this with shame because I'm speaking my truth. And it's like the fact that she has to say, 
I'm not ashamed that some other motherfucker did this to me is, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. After she gives that incredibly powerful, simple delivery, it mm-hmm. cuts to this like smarmy lawyer who, in my opinion, was like incredibly, what's the word I'm looking for? I just didn't believe him. I was like, dude, you were He was so, so animated oh, and that, like- that was it. Just like the, the high pitched voice. And like, I was like, who, who, who? who? Why? Why? Why did, why did they hire you, first of all? But just, no, I do not believe no. you here. But then when they allow eh, Monteverde or whatever, the general to talk, mm-hmm. and it's just like, he says very little, and then the people are behind him like, Asesino, genocidio. I was just like, oh, dude, you're not, like, you're going to get what's coming to you. But also something that it made me think of was he had his little like IV bag there. Yeah. Like the drip or whatever Harvey it is. Weinstein is what I that, thought. It made me think of the Golden State Killer. Like, cause I just, well, one in the same, honestly. Like- Absolutely. I had just seen I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the uh-huh. HBO special. And I remember like, spoiler alert, but when they finally wheel the guy, sorry. <laughs> when they wheel the Golden State Killer in, when they finally catch him and he's he's just like oh he's you are so full of shit pretending to be like not really knowing what's going on and then like they they have uh footage of him like working out in his room you're a fucking sociopath dude that's exactly like when harvey weinstein first had to go to trial and they gave him a walker and he literally is speedy gonzalez down the fucking like yeah. hallway just being like i'm like Para que necesitas esa mierda entonces. like what the fuck do you need that for you <laughs> so fucking dick what a like fucking asshole but so that's exactly like when it showed him like with that perfectly placed little i don't know what it's an iv drip or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah i was like feel sorry for me i'm just like an old little old guy i don't feel sorry for you no dick and then what's wonderful is they they uh they charge him and he's guilty of Mm -hmm. genocide and then the camera pans and you see a full like section of other women with the same veils over their Mm -hmm. faces as the as the original woman giving her testimony and then like madness erupts and they have to like take him and he starts coughing and he's like <laughs> and it's like okay everybody this, that part first of all when it showed the 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 woman in the veils one of them straight up looked right at the camera and i was like look away honey <laughs> <laughs> Bless um, her. but it's fine bless her little heart but when he starts i did find that his like panic attack or whatever it is i did like mm-hmm. find it particularly believable because I I think he was like I'm a man I'm the general nothing's gonna happen to me absolutely that's the moment where the rug is pulled out from under his feet and he's like fuck the shit that I've been doing my whole goddamn life yeah that's it when they know the truth now yeah when he hears the verdict he's literally like you see him like uh-huh. actually react and i'm like there's there's the truth men in power believe they are untouchable 
that's why that was particularly like, oh, he's actually freaking out right now because this he did not expect this at all. And neither did the family. Even the Doña Carmen was like, or maybe- Because we go, the next scene is the mom and the daughter sitting in the the same like space and it's Mm -hmm. just the two of them. And the daughter turns to her mom and says, did do you think it's true? Like, do you think our, my dad, the general actually did that. And then this fucking shitty fucking mom, like, esposa del general is like, these women would come with babies on their boobs, like, uh, to the soldiers. They were putas prostitutas, like, just whores. Son putas pagadas para mentir. I was just like, okay, this scene was empty room. Okay, again, those two, those two actresses are so damn good. So damn good. Doña Carmen is in such denial. It just goes to show how much brainwashing can go on in this kind of society. Absolutely. Um, But in this particular part, so she spouts all that bullshit about like, oh, they, the women came to them as putas, whatever. Yeah. But then... Then Natalia is like, I remember how you used to cry when he would leave to go to battle or whatever. Because you knew that he had women over there. So it's the mom is twisting things in her own brain to make herself feel better about the fact that her husband is a garbage person. And then she continues to blame the women, even yes. though she's like, Natalia's like, Ma, you used to cry about this because you knew he cheated on you. And then she's like, well, they were put there to tempt him. Like, it's not his fault. Victim Sonia blaming. Sonia, whatever your name is. I, like, come on. It's, Bitch. But it's so well done. And these two actresses are so good. It's that, so quiet. Yes. And it's, again, another scene where, I mean, Jairo Butamante did wonders with pullouts and zoom-ins mm-hmm. of like yes. just it built so much tension especially because it was the pullouts were like revealing like every yes. speech that was being pulled out was something that was like being revealed so it's like opening uh, the lens so you see it more and this he's going in so we're like learning the the parts that aren't being revealed and opened yes, like up. It's a secret. Like you got to get up nice and close to listen yes. to it. And that, that's okay. I didn't even like think of that, but that's fucking perfect because also now I might be overthinking it, but I'm pretty sure that this is the first hint we get at Natalia's history. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the mom says, like, who, were, who have you been talking to again? And it's just like, oh. No te permito hacer eso de nuevo. Because there was right. something and where it was like, like, she said de nuevo again. I won't allow you yeah. to do this again. Mm-hmm. And it's well, like, think what are like you this talking again? about here? It was something yes. where it was like, and I, I even wrote down, I was like, is the daughter, was the daughter maybe a lefty? And she's like, con estos comunistas, que desde cuando sos leftista, or esquerdista, no leftista. <laughs> es que... <laughs> Honestly, sure. And then they're like trying to get away from this space to go back home. And there's like a full, like they're leading them through a crowd of people that are demonstrating that are like thrilled that this guy has been uh, finally like charged with guilt. And um, 
some reporter is like yelling, is like, you, I was promised an entrevista y no sé qué, give me my entrevista. And then she says, Doctora Natalia or whatever, because she's a doctor. She's like, Doctora Natalia y tu esposo, like, or, or like, que, what about your husband? Or like, disappeared. What happened, disappeared. What happened to your man? And yeah. then hot bodyguard, uh, como but, se llama? Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, don't. Yeah, it's all kind of coming together. And this next ambulance, it's an ambulance, right? It's an ambulance. ambulance. The camera just starts to focus on the women for the most part in this scene. But it's like, they're like, okay, 50 yards or 50 meters. And they're just getting closer and closer to the house. Slowly you start to hear like things banging against the side of the ambulance, people like attacking it. And when I saw it, I was like, don't go out there. You, can I tell you when that started happening? When the when it just got progressively like louder and banging and banging, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought this is the Yorona, <laughs> and I thought they were gonna open the door and there was gonna be nary a soul there. You know, for a second, I thought that that was gonna be it too. I was like, but, but because that would have been so <laughs> fucking creepy. But then you open the door and it is an actual, it's actual madness. They throw a bag of blood at them. Hundreds of people protesting outside. Oh, because we we skipped one teeny thing. The um, we when we were back at the hospital because after the general had his panic attack, mm-hmm. you know he's there for a couple of days, whatever. We discover through the this is another way that the the movie is great that it lets you learn news. through the news. Yeah, you learn about the genocide through the news as you're focused on something else, and you also learn that the corrupt-ass government has decided to annul the uh, judge's orders. So basically, Bustamante, puta. The general, (laughs) who is that? Who's Bustamante? El director, niño, the director. (laughs) That the general, the order, the the ruling has been annulled, so he's free to go. Free to go. Right, which is, you know, honestly, I mean, we've seen this before. I mean, honestly- Throughout history. And so that's why when he's like coming home, people are protesting their shit because they're like, this is absolute bullshit. Now we're in the house again. And from now until the end of the movie, there is only demonstration outside. The soundtrack is people chanting and like, justicia, el pueblo, unido, jamás será vencido. Uh, Like national music, they sing the the anthem a bunch of times. There's like instruments that are used by like the indigenous people where they're, it's like the constant sound is just Mm -hmm. the, what you hear outside their home. And yeah. which I was like, this is some fucking powerful ass shit. So, eh, el general is like, he feels a thing and something, he's in bed, he gets up and he looks out the window to see like the plethora of people that are outside chanting. Yeah. And a woman walks through the crowd mm-hmm. and she's very indigenous looking, split hair split down the middle, wearing mm-hmm. all white. And she gets to the barrier and she looks up and is just staring at him. And he looks down and he's like, okay. She is incredibly captivating. Every time she was on screen, I was like, I don't want to look at anything else. Absolutely it was, she, not. they, 
I mean, beautifully, beautifully cast. So turns out she is a new maid because everybody mm-hmm. quit before. She's the new maid coming into the house. And, uh, and yes. as soon as she walks in, I was like, I literally wrote down, ese pelo, the ese hair. Ese like pelo. past her butt. It's so long. It's so, and silky and gorgeous to the point where the little, the daughter, like the, the little girl that is the daughter of Dr. Natalia is like, mama, can I grow my hair long? Cause I want that. Interesting to establish that the little girl, the child mm-hmm. is immediately drawn to Alma. So Alma is here. Valeriana is like, okay, this is the tour. This is our, uh, these are our maids quarters basically. And she says very smartly, she, not smartly, but like, I thought it was very interesting that she's like, it's a big house. It can feel like it's haunted. So sleep here with me tonight so that, you know, you don't feel so scared. Yeah. Don't feel so scared. And And then- when they when when she when Valeriana brings Alma into the kitchen, it's like here's the refrigerator. The sink turns on. <gasps> Ooh, I was like, turns on. Yeah, yeah. again, the but water, like- and also not for nothing, but Alma, the name Alma, means soul or spirit. So right. mm-hmm. come on, come on. So so Alma and Valeriana, there's like a little. Um, bunk bed situation yeah. so yeah. uh alma climbs up to the top valeriana's yeah. like let's go to sleep good night and then turns off the light and then there's a moment of just like stillness and then you see that hair plop down over the side of the bed and her and she- head i was like <laughs> that is very, haunting very very creepy we then cut to a shot of her face underwater with the hair again. Just these long ass strands of hair in the water. Again, the water thematics where yeah. uh, she's, maybe she's, there's just something that draws her to water that I, cause there are several other scenes as we'll talk um, that where she's like, in the vicinity of water and i think it's Mm -hmm. just i don't know if it's power i think maybe this is where the grief comes from and maybe Mm -hmm. it is a power thing like maybe it's it's a reminiscence of the reason i'm here is because of the water you know what i mean so we see that the family is checking through the windows and seeing the protesters that are still screaming and scream and singing outside and whatever. And as they're all watching the windows, hot bodyguards like don't stand by the windows. And uh, Sara, who is the daughter of Dr. Natalia, the little girl, she sees that Alma is at the door in a very creepy way, holding a frog. And I was like, Oh, she's going to kill this kid. And then, as Sara walks away to like go with Alma and look at that frog, some a protester throws a brick through the house and all of a sudden it's chaos in the house. Yeah. The protesters are throwing shit and the mom, Dra Natalia, is like, ¿Dónde está Sara? Where's Sara? Where's Sara? They're looking all over the place. She goes to the pool. She sees the frog in the pool, but in the mm-hmm. pool are all these flyers of desaparecidos. 
so they're looking for they're looking for Sara. They're looking for her. Whatever she walks into the kitchen, and we mm-hmm. see that Sara's full head and like half of her torso are in the same Tina that Alma was in earlier. And, and we're Alma's like, oh, straight up holding her, holding in her, Tina, counting. Her- in Cachiquel. In, in Cachiquel. Yeah. One, two, three, so four, five. Ooh, that voiceover of just like the number so spooky. of Cachiquel. Yeah. Beautiful, so, but spooky. <laughs> incredibly. And Sara, and then Doctor Natalia is like, Sara, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm learning how to hold my breath. We then move on to El General. He's mm-hmm. on the balcony. And he's staring at something when Doña Carmen comes out and she's like, estás haciendo whatever, you can't be out here, they're gonna throw more stuff. He goes back in and she notices that he has been staring at Alma cleaning the missing people posters out of the pool in her cute little maid's outfit. We can see that Doña Carmen is her, her feelings that she has so so powerfully tried to restrain about like not feeling jealous and everything, like mm-hmm. clearly now something's something Something stirring. is coming back up. And then we go to Natalia and her daughter and her daughter's like, you know, Alma has two kids mm-hmm. and, you know, and her mom's like, you really like Alma, don't you? And she's like, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. She's got two kids and the mom is like, oh, and then she said this phrase that I, I immediately got real heated where she goes, los indígenas se llenan de niños tan rápido, which means mm-hmm. the indigenous get filled with kids so fast. Basically yeah. saying uh, these people are below us and they're just like breeding yeah. basically and she never says it she doesn't say it angrily grossly she's not like oh these indigenous people are always fucking having babies no yeah. it's like it's so matter of fact and yeah. after that is when she's like where the fuck are these kids and her daughter's like oh they're dead mm-hmm. and that's when she's like oh Oh, okay. We again cut to El General. He goes and he looks, he hears the pool, somebody jump into the somebody pool. Somebody jumps into the pool. And he goes downstairs and he looks through the window and it's Alma in the pool and it's all foggy. She comes so, out in her wet nightgown mm-hmm. and like walks through the house and her like it com- dripping wet and the General follows her. Now, and when he goes into the bedroom, uh-huh. where Valeriana's fast asleep. In the he bottom notices, bunk. He notices that like the water, but the water looks weird on the floor. Like the room is flooded. Yes. Where the water looked, I don't know, it was just kind of weird looking. So finally he creeps his way into the bathroom and there is Alma desnuda. The, naked. Naked, wringing out her- Her nightgown. Her, her nightgown, just but, staring at him. No. And she's naked and she's wringing out her dress. She's wringing yeah. it out. And he's just watching her and a little smile comes onto his face. And she's it's obviously so cool. she's gorgeous. Her hair is like mm-hmm. down to her ass and she's nude. And on the side of like the shot is again, this woman gorgeous. is so captivating to look at. Mm-hmm. Mostly she doesn't have his eye line. And then 
the minute she does have his eye line, that's when he like snaps out of it and uh when, um, when Academy turns that light on and catches him and his little boner <laughs> did you notice that little boner no they must have put something in his pants there was a little of course oh I my god i did not see the boner well when everybody so when like okay she so, valeriana's like sacalo de aquí don, and, don enrique what are you doing also, here get out Alma is like, por favor, he's like staring at me. When everybody comes in, you gotta look at their eyes because they all look down at oh the boner. Oh my boner. God, I did not see the boner. Even hot bodyguard is like, the shame you see on his face. <laughs> Maybe I'm just like, like, of course my brain would take me there, but they are no, all like I mean so embarrassed for him. And like when, and then Natalia comes in, Sara comes in and Natalia is like, like, literally says oh a, that hurt me deeply i was like how embarrassing Ooh. to have your dad and here's your daughter like staring at your creepy ass dad Ugh, it's so uncomfortable and her having having her say like like the tone in her voice, por favor, papa. I was like, <laughs> or whatever she said, it's like, oh my God, the shame. Let's talk about this like stare sequence. Yes. Because there is so much that happens in this, at least I like, I picked up on so much shit. So like, agreed. this particular actress, the actress who plays Natalia, I apologize that I don't know her name, Natalia. But Natalia. Her, body language as an actress is incredible. So in this particular scene, when the dad's coming up the stairs wheezing, which I find, I don't know why I found so, so gross, but- It was oddly but, gross. But like she leans over, mm -hmm. of course to give them room to go by, but I think also because she was just like, ew. You're gross. I'm grossed out by you. But in a previous scene, during the scene after the courtroom thing where it's just Doña Carmen and Natalia talking there. She does a specific thing where Doña Carmen is talking about how like these indigenous women are putas and, and she everything. crosses her legs. She moves her legs the opposite. And I was the like- body language. Good choice girl. And she does it coming up too, where I'm just like, either the director was like, mira, I need you to do this, but I'm, give, I'm gonna give Natalia the credit that she is just that good that she was like, because I picked up on that, those like little subtle things and it, they carried a lot of power. And then we go into uh, Natalia going to the maid's quarters and being like, Alma, listen, I just want to apologize on behalf of my dad. What he did was gross mm -hmm. and creepville. And then Doña Carmen comes in and she's like, BT dubs tomorrow don't wear your uniform it's too tight on you so yeah. victim blaming she literally is saying like my husband is garbage but ma'am it's your fault it's you it's you and your in your tight uniform uniform natalia coming in and apologizing on behalf of her father <laughs> wasn't so her job that's not your responsibility. No. Your but that's just like so deeply ingrained in that kind of thing. It's just so fucked up. It's infuriating. Then the next morning we see that um, 
Doña Carmen is in the mirror and she's checking her eye and there's some like redness going on and yeah. she puts in eye drops, yeah. which is a liquid a watery situation. Yes. And um, we hear that the crowd is still, again, the crowd has not stopped. It's been they're constant gone. noise. And they're yeah. like, mi pueblo donde estás manifestando en paz. That's not the rhythm. But in that, in I, got I wrote it. it down because I like I like that a lot. I was like, "What, my people? Where are you at?" Man, uh, uh, uh protesting in peace is basically yeah. what that means. And then we see that Natalia is outside, and they're like huge yard, and hearing this like a huge amount of noise, and trying to meditate. Meditate. Not and I thought wearing a headphone. Nothing. Nothing. Just trying to meditate. I wrote the juxtaposition of meditating and lounging because then uh, Doña Carmen comes in, puts literal cucumbers over her eyes and lies mm. down in like a lounge chair and yeah. this like noise. And I was like, this is the classes. This is a representation. I was like, I thought about Parasite. I was like, it's these Girl. different... Yes positions that people are in there's literally people screaming about their livelihood and you have cucumbers over your fucking eyes you are straight up ignoring it ignore you are absolutely purposefully blinding yourself with cucumbers as is natalia she's trying to block it out she's blocked uh-huh and I know this movie was made in 2019, but like they basically were predicting the future because aside from showing like the political significance of that particular scene and like ignoring what's going on in the world, it also made me feel like, so these people are stuck at home in quarantine. Like, There's literally a line where Natalia says, being stuck at home is making mm-hmm. us sick. And in while they're there, like relaxing and stuff, basically, Doña Carmen is like, well, your dad came home with Valeriana when she was literally less than Sarah's age or Sarah's yeah. age. Mm-hmm. And, and fucking Natalia's like, what are you trying to say to me right now? And literally Doña Carmen is like, Valeriana is your dad's fucking kid, bro. She's your half sister. You're fucking blind if you can't see that that's legit your fucking sister bro and doña carmen is also that is another like facet of her change where she literally says those good deeds are not common in your dad being like your dad's an asshole he would never bring like a poor child home a random poor kid home he he would only do it for a reason meaning she's your sister okay he's claiming responsibility for what he did no bitch you made her your fucking slave she's working in your house she's basically she's raised your child basically but doña carmen at that point is also like i can't stop thinking about these things she's she said i thought i didn't Mm -hmm. care anymore but Mm -hmm. these days it's all i can think of is what she says and it's like yeah, ho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Natalia, like, test, uh, doing, like, stuff with her dad, checking Check his in it, like, listening, giving, like, whatever, making up. sure. Yeah, he's listening with the mm-hmm. stethoscope, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what's the deal with Valeriana, dad? And he's like, 
you already know. He doesn't even fucking say it. He no. says, you already fucking know. And then she's yeah. like, what about my husband? Why didn't you like him? And he says, that fucking asshole says, he didn't even like you. I mean, the manipulation. And this is where Natalia, the actress, she again brings in that body language because he grabs her hand and she puts it back. And she's like, yes, I know. But she can't even hold his hand. No. Her father's hand. She, because, like, she just, she knows. She knows. She and knows. she, she knows. I'm, my assumption with the whole husband story, mm-hmm. he killed him. Absolutely, 100%. I agree. He had the husband murdered because the husband was, uh, as we call, a le- leftista. Leftista. <laughs> and, you know, he was tar- he was starting the the the, the leftista husband was starting to convince natalia that her father He's was a dick. piece of shit and yeah. so the general had that husband mur- clearly had him murdered clearly clearly murdered of course so we start hearing of uh it's a drum and like clarinet like a particular it's a very particular guatemalan instrument i feel like there's a lot of different countries that have this like this like recorder looking instrument it looks and sounds kind of like a clarinet it's obviously like a morning um song and the the protest sounds have like it's from the protest but instead of like screaming and 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 protesting and chants it's this Mm -hmm very simple but you can tell like mournful song and we see them look through the window and it's just like two of uh, two men playing these instruments over like a small uh uh effigy if you will like a yeah. fire situation and they're playing sitting it's like everybody's sitting it's sit in it's quiet it's like yeah. it's a very powerful protest moment and, and i'm pretty sure it's doña carmen watching looking at the window she sees that she goes to bed she turns off the light and we cut to her in like a dried cornfield yeah. like it's dried that place is those corn husks are dead and it's her <laughs> With long, her hair is let down and long. She's in her nightgown and she's got two indigenous little babies with her a little boy and a little girl. Mm-hmm. And immediately you're like, this is Alma. She is. Those are the children is, of La Llorona. She's envisioning this story. And she hears things and they start running through this cornfield and they hide in like a little like hut and she has her hands over their mouths and she's like breathing and it's very intense and yeah. sad and yeah. you and then she pees herself and then she wakes up and it's her back in her bedroom and she has peed the bed and sweet like sweet natalia is like you're older you know this happens and you can and at this point doña carmen's eye is way more fucked up you can see she's she starts to look more disheveled here like her hair is still up like she's put the work in but now it's like it's wispier her eyes look honestly just gross yeah she is, she's not looking good, but it's a very sweet scene because Natalia just kind of like holds her. 
Yeah. And, and uh, she's, and, and she, as a doctor, she's like, this happens, like, it's okay. Right. And that she's literally unwrapping, like, depends, like, she's unwrapping, yeah. like, adult diapers. And it's like, right. you'll know where they're at. Her. But you can tell that she knows that it wasn't because of that. You can yeah. tell that she, not Natalia, Doña Carmen, <laughs> is like, I didn't pee myself because I'm old. I peed myself from fear. Like I and I'm felt changing. I'm I'm realizing things. And I and I was somebody else. And she's like this isn't it. Sure kid, you want to believe it, but she's like it wasn't me. It was Listen, as somebody who once had a dream where she was peeing on a toilet and then woke up and she had peed herself, I sure I was <laughs> 9 years old. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Since then I have an absolute fear of dreams of peeing because wow. when it happens i'm like no 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 wake up wake up wake up so then we go to we go to um alma and sara are at a window and they have the this up desaparecidos like the missing flyers mm -hmm. and they're looking through the curtain and it's very beautiful like they both have like a gauzy curtain over their face yes. and yeah. they're and they're looking and she's like there he is and it's very tender and childlike and she's like over there that's yeah. him a very matter of fact like mm -hmm. over it's that guy oh look there he is and then uh natalia comes in and she's like what are you guys doing and then she sees the sheet the 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 missing person sheets she looks outside into the crowd and it's still like protesters and stuff but there's one guy and it's a similar shot with with alma where mm -hmm. he's just looking he's the only one looking right at natalia he's not he, protesting he's not no. chanting he's just staring right at and it's her. the yeah. same man from the flyer that she's yes. holding we now cut to alma and uh, sara, sara. The they're adorable the two they're of them so look. cute finally you see alma actually like she's smiling and she's like, so happy and beautiful so and like, honestly, when I first watched it, so it's Alma and Sara, they're playing checkers. They're in like the, they're, they're in the front. And in the back, kind of hazy, you can see the general and Doña Carmen sitting there. They're arguing, like something's going on. And it's Doña Carmen- It's you can you tell. Can, something's up. She puts her little coffee cup down and smacks the shit out of the general, which honestly, I was like, yes, bitch. Looks well, great. so when I was watching this, I was so, again, she's so goddamn captivating. And this was the first time that we see her smiling and laughing that all I could see was her and Sada playing together. And I was like, oh, me look too. at these. And it made me, me so, there was like such relief to finally see joy in her face yes. that I was like, I'm fully focused on this. I'm so glad she's getting this moment of like rich reprieve or whatever. Didn't like, even I notice. I just need her to, what took me out of it was all of a sudden there was the slap yeah. and I was like, wait, 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 wait. So I had to rewind me and too. like not focus on that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Both scenes are done so incredibly well that it's like, oh, it's so cute. But that's what makes that slap even more like jarring. But when why do you think she slaps her, her? Him? Why do I think? I think that honestly, like she was probably confronting him about something, and he continued to sit, spout his bullshit. Like, you know the truth, or like, 
asked, I don't know what she was Tell asking. Me about, Tell me what's real. Tell me what's happening. And he continued to just like lie, lie, lie. So she's like, I'm done. Boom. What do you think? Right. Agreed. I think yeah. he, she was like, just in my mind, she said, just tell me the truth. Are you the monster that these people are saying you are? And he's like, girl, whatever. And then she's like, I'm done. Slap. Maybe he honestly, maybe he told her the truth because either way, whether he continued to lie or straight up told him the truth, told her the truth. Both either deserve way, a deserve a slap. And from there, we go to Alma being like, hey, I mean, not Alma, Natalia being like, Alma, mm -hmm. sit down with me. Let's have a chat. The, Did Sarah see my mom it, slap my dad? Slap the shit out of the general. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, she did. She saw it. But this she scene between the two of them, I think it's pretty much the only scene that the two of them have together. Yes, it's the but only it's, scene. It's like, it's another one that I was just kind of like, huh, interesting. Because then like, she's like, yeah, she saw him slap. She saw her slap him. Then she's like, Alma asks about Sara's dad because apparently Sara has been asking. And I interpret this whole thing as Alma, again, just being like, this is where I want you to start. You, you're already thinking this way, but I need you to go there further. As right. like Rona, she's like, you need to take this deeper. But That's, I think, yeah. I yes, she's opening that conversation, that spot in her brain Mm -hmm. And I think what it is, is that they both have similar husband stories and Alma knows. Mm -hmm. And Natalia's like, ¿Y, y que te abandono? And she's like, no. Uh, Alma says, no, no me abandono. And then she goes, era bien flaco y le gustaba reírse. Like, he was mm. very skinny and he loved to laugh. Mm -hmm. And then as she, she's like walking away, and Natalia says, my husband also really loved to laugh. So I think <laughs> the purpose of that scene is these two women, a person that is nothing to El General and a person that is his daughter, his flesh and blood, his everything. He yeah. did the same thing to those two men's, allegedly, the two men's, two men. Two men's. <laughs> <laughs> Those two men, allegedly, he killed mm -hmm. both the, these men. And I think it's a moment of, it doesn't matter who you are under his foot, you're still under his foot. And then we have, again, we go back to the general's wife, Doña Carmen, and she's having another dream where soldiers come and drag her by the hair. It's very short. She's getting... Pulled by the hair, she's screaming, it's And horrible. she's screaming, and then it cuts. And she wakes mm -hmm. up, and she has, like, a full mental breakdown and, like, is sobbing by the, and by the bed. And this is where we go to, we see Alma sitting on the floor. Her hair is fully over her face. It's a yeah. very creepy shot. Her hair is, like, yes. blowing. It's just it's hair. shot, but very creepy. Very creepy. Cross-legged on the floor. And then you see that from behind her, Sara comes out and she has a hair dryer. And she's like very been cute. blowing the hair. Very sweet. She's saying words. And Alma is translating them in caxiquel. Mm -hmm. And is that como? Así es como se dice. Caxiquel. Sorry, Guatemala. We're trying our best, everyone. But Cachique. then we hear El General being like, Valeriana. 
Valeriana, Valeriana comes up and he's like, like this boy. is why I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Valeriana moves the bed and she's like, it looks like water damage, but yeah. I love that they're like, this is witchcraft. <laughs> oh, I and love it. I loved it. And she Classic. was like, Te están haciendo un trabajito. There, somebody's putting a spell on you. Can I just tell like a little teeny story about like Please. Latin America and like immediately like witchcraft. I remember I was in Bolivia. <laughs> I was in Bolivia hanging out with a bunch of my friends. We were like in it was this beautiful, gorgeous house. And we used to hang out in the TV room, you know, listening to music, watching movies, whatever. Probably me being like, we're going to watch this horror movie, everybody. Sure. And in this particular TV room, there were these huge windows. And I remember one time we opened a window and we saw like a little package. I don't know if we ever opened it, but it was like a little package wrapped in newspaper. And immediately my friends were like, witchcraft, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. So we didn't. But I was just like, oh, Okay, like, and I was terrified, of course. Superstitions. So, like, that... for them to move, for Valeriana to move the bed and be like, that water is put a curse on you. I mean, it, like, but honestly, me, in the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, it's that's witchcraft. Yeah. I was like, absolutely. Dude, anything <laughs> that is oddly placed anywhere in a fucking Latin American's house is like... A witch. Un espíritu. No, no lo toque. <laughs> Don't touch Don't it. Don't touch and it. honestly, you say that to me, I'm not touching it. No! I will not touch that shit. We know better. So, so but she- then at this point, Valeriana's like, he's like, clean that up. And she's like, first we do a limpia on you. Yes, and, and we get fucking la hierba. And this is the first, okay, so this point, I'm pretty sure, chanting, 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 entire movie. Silence. Cut her, Valeriana doing the limpia, and it stopped. Yeah. Something has yep. shifted. Mm-hmm. Cut to one of, I think, the creepiest... Creepiest. Creepiest scenes in this movie, which is we see Doña Carmen up on the balcony. It's gray. It's creepy. And Natalia comes to join to see what's going on. And she's they're looking out at this sea of protesters, and everybody is silent and staring at them. Now, they both saw that, right? I think so. My interpretation is that oh, these, are the these are the, exactly, these are the missing people and they've come to claim their person. Yeah. So shit's, and, uh, shit's about to go down. And from <clears throat> here, that's when Valeriana and Alma are washing the wall to get rid of that like weird mm-hmm. mold. And Valeriana's like, listen, I talked to my friend Juana, who's from our same town. And she was like, I don't know a person named Alma. Mm -hmm. And Alma is like, yeah, I'm I'm up from the mountains. Yeah, I'm from deep in the mountains. Deep in the mountains. And then Valeriana's like, how old are you? And we never get an answer. That is the point, I believe, that Valeriana... Because she knew. That, she knew. She's like, oh, this is a ghost. Yeah. And she wasn't scared for whatever She's, reason. No. And then we, everybody's back at sleep. It's nighttime. And Sara comes into the general's room and she mm-hmm. takes his oxygen tank mm-hmm. and she goes over, 
she walks through the house and she goes over to the pool and she mm-hmm. jumps in and at this point letona our hot bodyguard hears bodyguard. crying as well and he starts perusing the house holding his gun he goes into the kitchen and he looks down and he sees these two children the same children that doña carmen has been dreaming has of and he's holding on to their hands and the little girl says Shh, come with me we hear el general he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like where's my oxygen <laughs> where's my where's my oxygen oxygen tank he I goes thought Sada was trying to kill him at first. That's uh, what I thought too. I, thought I definitely thought. To kill him. But then yeah. I was like, but he can, I've still seen him breathe without the, the tank. So, okay, that's yeah. not what she's trying to do. So he goes to the pool and he sees Alma in the pool. And also, and I, this is what I was like, mm. so they do a shot of Sada underneath the water, breathing mm-hmm. with the oxygen tank because she's yeah. using it to like, hold her breath longer but there are lily pads and there's like vegetation and plant life in that pool and then when he comes down to the pool he sees alma and it's just all lily pads and everything and she's just like like this and he's like this fucking bitch guerrillera and he of course she sinks down and he Mm -hmm. just starts blam blam blamming shooting shoots his granddaughter Sara in the arm. Shoots Sara in the arm. And everybody comes out and they're like, what the fuck? Calm down. And he's like, eh, eh, yeah, it's the guerrillera. It's her. Everything is happening because of her. He's freaking out. Mm -hmm. Natalia's like, don't you touch my daughter. Grabs the gun, points it at her own dad. And is like, Valeriana, get out of the way. Because Valeriana is standing in front. They go into the house. They look out the window and there's frogs everywhere. All you can hear are frogs everywhere. And I wrote La Peste, and that's very Catholic. That's like yeah. like all the frogs. Like of locusts or whatever. Magnolia had a bunch of frogs. Remember Magnolia when frogs yes. fell out of the sky? And then they have to sedate El General because he's freaking out. It was like, yeah. it was her. Yeah. She made episode. me do it. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Mm-hmm. And then there's this amazing shot amazing shot of the four women his four women valeriana sara claudia and natalia las cuatro mm-hmm. mujeres in a line and valeriana's like get candles and sugar we're about to because all of a sudden at the windows there are just ghosts all these ghosts all the like first of all just like it looks like just children but then they just kind of keep coming you know what it was it was four people i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that's alma her husband and her two children and the kids and then it's more and more and more and they keep Mm -hmm. like doing and what i loved about it is that they didn't put them in ghost makeup they put didn't put them creepy looking they were just like in their indigenous garb and like standing there being like this is us I had so many chills during that scene. And this is where, like, uh, Sara s- stops breathing, and it mm-hmm. seems like she's drowning. And Natalia's like, oh, my God, my daughter, because they're praying over the candles and the sugar that they all got. And they're like, and mm-hmm. sweet Valeriana is, like, praying, please protect us, protect us. We we know that the innocence that, like, 
had to like give their lives up for this are innocent. It, we don't mean them any harm. Please protect us, whatever. Sara starts drowning. Doña Claudia is literally Doña Car Carmen. Carmen. Es Carmen. Es Carmen. Es Carmen. Doña, Doña Claudia. Doña Claudia, no importa. Starts, Doña it's Carmen. like straight up like the exorcist. Like she's fully like, possessed. Yeah. She gets possessed, and that's when we see the, the final, final dream official sequence. dream sequence where yes. she's being dragged down the river. We see dead bodies of people that have been shot and like absolutely executed. Two soldiers carrying her children and she's screaming and screaming and she's like, please, I don't know anything. I'm innocent. They're innocent. Please don't do anything to my children. And then General is like, tell me what you know. Where are these mm -hmm. guerrilleros? And she's like, I don't know. Again, she's, she's speaking in Cachiquel, and she's like, I cannot understand you. Yes, no te entiendo, like, in, like in, she can't understand him. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, you're not going to tell me. And they fucking drown her kids. And then it cuts to El General with a fucking gun to her face, which mm -hmm. at this point, it's it's his wife. She's right. this in this dream sequence. She, the actress that plays his wife with her long hair, she's like the one like going through it he mm -hmm. holds the gun out to her head and then he fires it and then she it cuts back to her and she's still there but she looks down and there's alma with a bullet through her head and her hair in the, the water when you first see the ghosts in the yard you also hear la llorona start to cry for her children yes and when Ooh, that gave me so many oh chills. my god well the, the sound design of that particular it has to be good because like so good that's literally what la llorona is like crying for her children yeah so when she is shot they put la llorona over it being like mis niños or whatever she says and, and cachiquel too, like it's not, she's not saying yeah. mis niños, she's saying it in yeah. this indigenous voice. My children, yeah. my children, my children. Yeah. And you see when, her in the water. And then turns back to the wife and she grabs the general by the neck and is just strangling him. And then we mm -hmm. cut back and they're in real life and she has killed, killed her husband. Bye. Bye. You deserved it. <laughs> Yes, you're dude. an asshole. You're a dick. Honestly, I was like, that's the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah. I'm glad that it was the wife that fucking Absolutely. killed his ass. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Nice. And then we go, we cut to a funeral and it's like all the rich, you can tell it's like people of, mm -hmm. you know, what is it? Like a, means of, or wealth or whatever. Yeah, just wealthy Guatemalans saying. Yeah. And again, it's you, the, the women. Valeriana. It's the four of them. Carmen, the four of them standing there. You never see the faces, but you can no. tell Doña Carmen is back to being like on point. Her hair yeah. is done. The outfit is on. Totally. Um, and then we we follow a man that is leaving the funeral and he's the going- The coward in. general is how I describe him because he was called a coward by the original general at the beginning of the movie yes yes mm -hmm. yes yes which was when we thought it was like a wake or whatever we didn't right. realize that it was all like people in his under his command right right so now this guy is the general this guy mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we're following mm -hmm. he goes into a urinal which is, I love that we go into a urinal. We go into a very masculine, like yeah, a place where, 
like shitty men go to <laughs> also regular <laughs> men but I mean, you know everybody leaves when he walks in somebody's like mi general and whatever yeah. and he goes to the ur- urinal and all of a sudden you hear like trickling water and like and he's looking around and it sounds like more like gushing water and you can tell yeah. that something is flooding and then you hear again the final like moaning crying awful sound in cachiquel mm-hmm. my children and that's the end the credits run with the most beautiful version oh. of the song la llorona which gorgeous any version you hear you should hear it's so beautiful this one is by gabi moreno um the most beautiful voice ever at the end of the movie i was watching the credits roll listening to the song and it was like a, a directed by jairo bustamante escrito por jairo bustamante lisandro sanchez and then it said a couple of the names of the actors and it said um con especial contribución i think something like that um, the Doctora Rigoberta Menchung Tung. And I was like, who is this lady? So I Googled her. Mm-hmm. And she is a Nobel Peace Prize laureate. Um, and I was like, okay, let me look up a little bit more about Doctora Rigoberta. And uh, she's Mayaquiche, which is uh, the indigenous wow. people yeah. from uh, Guatemala. And she is one of the reason why she got her Nobel Peace Prize is because she is like the biggest advocate for the genocide in Guatemala that happened under the dictatorship of Efrain Rio Mont in the 1980s. The movie, The Trial, is a fictionalized version of his own trial. He was sentenced to 80 years behind bars, Holy but it was. Shit but it was overturned and then she said by the influence peddling because the government so Jairo Bustamante when he directed it he was like it's a fictionalized version of this trial the only thing that I wanted to keep that was um, true to the actual trial is having Doctora Rigoberta and her whole family in the background of this film or in the background which she was she was a a, she made a cameo and he said i wanted to have her there as a wink to what the movie represents a flag for the fight of our human rights which i was like that's fucking dope what a fucking scene it was yes that's her right there (gasps) holy shit so and also like that's an ad. If you see, that's her right there. Wow. Now, do you remember this beautiful woman uh, yeah. who gave her testimony? Um, uh-huh. Her name is Maria Marcos. She is an actual survivor of the wow. genocide. And she asked, she asked the director, she said, do you mind if I change my my statement a little bit. So what she talked about was genuine stuff that she actually survived. So amazing, wow. amazing that 
Jairo Bustamante, the director, he was like, I, his uh, production house is called La Casa de Producción. All his movies are meant to have like social commentary and political commentary about the Latin American struggle, specifically the Guatemalan struggle. So he has a few movies and all his movies have starred or featured both Valeriana and Alma as his actors. He basically gave uh, the woman who played Valeriana um, her start. She was like, she didn't discover acting until way later in life. And she's like, my husband had died. I signed up for a program that would help me get food and would like give me acting classes at the same time or show me stuff. And that's how I met um Bustamante and she's like he's my he's my other son like he's giving me she is such a natural talent she is so good so good well thank you for that little uh I just got a nice little history lesson you're welcome well now that we're here at the end Johnny let me ask Mm -hmm. you some questions about how you felt about this film please let me let me hear it so were you scared yes However, it wasn't like a jump scare movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't scared, but I was creeped the fuck out. Yeah. Well, how about you? Were you scared? I, I was scared in that there was a lot of suspense. My one like jump scare that I had was when the rock came flying through the window. Uh, that's when that's- I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. In the same way that hereditary really builds stuff A sense up, of dread. Dread, like, absolute dread. dread. Creepiness, yeah, the, they, they, they nailed it. And like, I have to give some uh, credit, of course, to Jairo, Jairo Bustamante, but also the cinematographer, Nicolas Wong. Nailed it. Nailed it, Nicolas. Like, beautiful, very, beautiful, very beautiful. Gorgeous. I wasn't expecting to see such like a well shot movie. And Me neither, totally. So uh, what was your best scare? I'd have to, I wasn't thinking about the rock through the window, but honestly, I'd say the bunk bed hair flip. I agree. Not a jump scare, but it was so creepy. But just creepy enough for you to be like, Like, your favorite character. I put hot bodyguard just because I thought he was hot, but that is not who my favorite (laughs) character is. But I'd say I probably have to give it to Doña Carmen because she started, like you said, I was like, not on her team not on her side but her growth yeah her incredible. character arc is amazing so good what, so what about I, yours mine is doña carmen because i at the beginning i was like you're a nightmare and at the end i was like i'm so glad you killed this piece of shit. i mean it just goes to show like what a good actress she is such a good actress and like yeah. in general complicated women is my favorite thing to see on screen you don't see that often like you see you're either like you hate them or you love them the virgin Mm. or the whore it's never either or and i think she was the epitome of like i've dealt with a shitty man my whole life i'm i've come Mm -hmm. to terms with it and then finally at this point so late in the game she's like i still have the opportunity to know that and to learn that he is garbage and i thought that's i think that's a wonderful like what beeline maybe even c-line story to have with these women 
I and I think she really it, it the story was like I know it's La Llorona and I know it's El General and all that stuff but I think the story was about her it's yeah. women coming to terms with the nightmare of living in a powerful man's world in the fucking patriarchy in yeah. the patriarchy absolutely yeah best line honestly you're gonna probably judge me but it's when natalia takes that gun and el general is like respect me i'm your father and she's like camina for Loved me it. it's mi pueblo donde estás manifestando en paz like Hell i yeah. just Hearing that, I was like, it made me think of when in the Women's March, when I went, I had a poster that said, um, immigrants, we get the job done. And on the background, yeah. it said, mujeres unidas jamás serán vencidas. And which they chant, el pueblo unido jamás serán vencido. But I was mm -hmm. like, I, I'd never heard um, mi pueblo donde estás manifestando en paz. Like I thought, I, I was like, I can't wait to take this into my next protest. Like I loved the power of the people in the background. Like that made me so, I know it was din, I know it was noise. I know it was like background, but I think that's what made it so powerful was that it, it was, was constant. Always there. It was constant. I find that this is a particularly important movie to watch right now, because first of all, they're stuck at home but also the protests, the peaceful protests outside where it's like, no, 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 I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen. I, wanna, I don't want to listen, but it's always there. Like you can always try there. your best not to listen, but it is there no matter what. Wake up, bitch. And like this movie was like, listen the fuck up. Uh, your best <laughs> death, what do you think? But I mean, we only general. had the one, but yeah. On. Like, Kill that maybe, bitch. Was there any other death? I don't, I don't think I don't. so. It, the, there was, I guess, the shot of La Llorona, but that was. But I don't want no. I no. It was the wife strangling the general to death, hands down. That takes it. The best for you. Um, is that for, for me? Your, yes. Your also, yeah. as well, kill that fucking dick. Kill yeah, that kill dick him. all the yeah. way. Uh, <laughs> did you learn anything from this film of the Guatemalan culture? I learned so so much, but it was you know, mostly about this particular revolution, which I, I mean, I feel bad to say that I did not know about. Neither did I. And when I, when I was reading that article in the LA Times, it was like in the 1980s, Guatemala had a dictator. I was like, what the fuck? And Dude. being a fucking Nicaraguan baby who my whole life I've been raised to be like, dictators and we yeah. fully have one now daniel ortega yeah. eat a dick but like you know what i mean like the fact that guatemala had its own bullshit going on in the yeah. 80s i mean i had no idea and Apparently what a that civil war went on for over 30 years and it's and why doctora rigoberta got right. the nobel peace prize did not know about the maya ishil did not know about all that and i did not know like literally when they said when that like news reporter thing was basically telling us the story you know saying that a third of the people have been massacred like that actually happened is where, fact. I mean, this is all from wikipedia so but still, <laughs> you know think it's... It was a of salt but it says like that they murdered 
an, est an estimated 7,000 Maya Ishid. Um, I learned so much. Unfortunately, it was really dark, horrible, you know, trauma, tragedy. What a great way to tie this fable to mm -hmm. this horrible moment in your history. Because yes. all you know, like when you hear La Llorona, you're like, creepy, a woman that mm -hmm. killed her own kids. And it's this like uh, Medea complex or whatever. Yeah. Like, isn't that the Greek uh, play where the woman yeah. kills yeah. her kids? Mm -hmm. So like, here you are in, in every iteration, she is seen as, she's seen as the the monster she is yes. she's like wailing but at the same time she's the one that caused this problem and here yes. it's like a victim of this military massacre this like absolute murder on their own fucking people dude yeah their yeah. own fucking people and i thought what a smart way to to like weave this together yes and make it even more powerful have strong women be the propellers of the story what i appreciate about what they've done with this story is like it's changed it from a horror story for children where like it's like I cautionary believe, tale right where it's like you know don't stray off too far or la llorona will find you and she'll drown you now it's like hey men watch yourselves watch yourself be a better man or la, or, or la llorona will come for you Ooh, and be a better that. man or la llorona will come for you is a shirt trademark copyright please don't steal that for up from us Uy, qué so, yeah, I, may i ask you uh, out of Five, five, five out of five ooies. Uh huh. How many ooies do you give this movie? <laughs> I give this. I give this movie. I'm gonna say three and a half ooies because mm -hmm. mm, four. I'm gonna give it fully four because I did. I loved the film. The film itself, mm -hmm. I thought, was beautiful. I loved this, I, I love a redemption story. I love a good, like, show the fucking man that he ain't the man, that it's power to the people. I thought this, a like- woman-focused story. Woman-focused, like, all that stuff I loved. I give it a four, because the scares weren't, like, my oohs are mostly for the film rather than for the scares. Sure. You know what I mean? I, uh, yeah. So that, I give it four oohs. Oohs, 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 oohs. What about I'm you? Gonna, How many oohs do you give it? I'm, I'd say we're like three and a half to four. Like that is three a and general. Three four oohs. Oohs, 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 oohs. That's what we'll <laughs> give it. If you have not watched this movie yet, please, watch it. again, get that Shutter account. Watch this movie. You will learn a lot. It is dark learning, but it is very well done. The cinematography is beautiful. The performances are solid. Watch this movie. Do it. Support Guatemalan films. Absolutely. Uh, what a delight. I, um, I'm so excited that this was our first episode, too. Like, I think yeah. this was a great 
jumping off point for Uikoror because the road that we're about to go on is going to be <laughs> varied and and um, I think culturally uh, uh, magnificent. I think we're coming out of this um, more enriched and curious of other things. I think this is going to open a lot of I'm so glad that I learned about Dr. Rigoberta. I want to just like yeah. dive in more. I'm I'm thrilled to just like know more about our people's like yeah. ventures in this horror world and how they take regular day stuff and they make it spooky and creepy and and, and take still. like our history and our folklore to tell that like particular story yes i don't know i'm i'm absolutely thrilled i'm so excited to go on this ride with you i think we're gonna have a lot of fun i'm also glad that the first movie that we picked was a central american movie just like, me too you know, it's like, our like, neighbor you know even though it's guatemala you know it's like hey no importa that's Central America, just like it's, just like us. So it's our people. It was a, it was a good starting off point, and uh, let's let's uh, let's fucking go on this adventure together. <laughs> yeah, please come with us, everybody. We promise yeah. it'll be a fun time. It's gonna be a spooky good time. Okay, um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week in the next episode of Uy Que Horror. Uy Que Horror. Uy Que Horror. <laughs> Uy. <laughs> bye bye hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.